Welcome to the Leadership Boost. Leadership Boost. Boosting your leadership into high performance. With your host, Sean Smith. Updating you with the points and principles to sharpen your skill so you can make a difference and have an impact in whatever leadership role you find yourself in right now. Forget the fluff and get the stuff with Sean. Good day and welcome to Friday. This is... uh the end of the week, but uh, I have a challenge for you today for your leadership in the Leadership Boost. This is boosting your leadership into high performance. Remember that it's about boosting you and your leadership into high performance. Winston Churchill said, to improve is to change. To be perfect is to change often. The world around you is changing. An article I read today in Forbes Online said this. It's a bit of a lengthy piece I'm going to read now, but it was so pertinent to what we've been talking about this week. I thought it would really be interesting to bring this across today. But this writer says most companies have leaders with the strong with the strong operational skills needed to maintain the status quo. That's what we've been talking about. Transactional leaders always maintain the status quo. But it's, he says, but they face a critical deficit. They lack people, these organizations, these companies, they lack people in positions of power with the know-how, experience, and the confidence required to tackle what management scientists call wicked problems. Such problems can't be solved by a single command. They have causes that seem incomprehensible and solutions that seem uncertain. And they often require companies to transform the way they do business. Every enterprise faces these kinds of challenges today. It's just the environment we're in. Things are changing so fast. It's a global world and uh, within the context of the global world, Things are changing. Politics has a tremendous impact. I mean, we've got state fails all over the world. We've got changes in social changes, changes in in normalcy, changes in morality, changes in in constitutional changes. There's there's all sorts of things going on right now in the world. And within that context, that as a manager, as a leader, you know, we cannot stay with status quo. Now, he goes on to say, or this article goes on to say that a 2015 PWC study of 6,000 senior executives conducted using a research methodology developed by David Rook of Hartill Consulting and William Torbert of Boston University, okay, so all that information, revealed just how pervasive the shortfall is. And that's really what I want to get to, is respondents out of these 6,000 senior leaders or senior executives, respondents were asked a series of open-ended questions, and their answers revealed their leadership preferences, which were then analyzed to determine which types of leaders were most prominent. Only 8% Listen to this. Only 8% of the respondents turned out to be strategic leaders or those effective at leading transformations. So that's what we've been talking about is, you know, what is transformational leadership? And I started with the the um, experience of my son and how 
he exercised transformation and transformed himself. And that's what I really want to get to. Anyway, let's move on to the next paragraph. He says, it may seem disheartening that such a small percentage of senior leaders can operate this way. The trend over time is almost as bad. When the same survey was conducted in 2005, only 7% of respondents were identified as strategic leaders. In other words, in the course of a uh, transformative decade marked by the collision of technological breakthroughs, financial crises, demographic shifts, etc., all these things that I've mentioned, the leadership needle barely moved. So even though tremendous changes have happened, nothing has changed with identifying leaders as being transformative leaders or strategic leaders. Given the small percentage of senior leadership equipped to manage large-scale transformation, companies are often forced to bring in leaders from outside. But as we've observed in countless organizations over the years, significant change in a company is more likely to succeed if it is led from within. And that is the important part of this. So he goes on to say, it's in the do or die moments when companies need a strategic leader most that they discover the current leadership isn't up to the task. And that, that sorry, this wasn't from Forbes. This was from uh, strategybusiness.com, 10 principles of strategic leadership. More change is going to happen in the next decade than in, in the past few centuries. I really predict that. I, I really see that coming. But many leaders are oblivious to these changes. They're going to affect your company. They're going to affect your organization. They're going to affect your ministry. They're going to affect you. They're going to affect your leadership. Someone has said for a business transformation to succeed, you must first start with yourself. You cannot expect the organization to change if you do not change yourself. We are not separate from the organizational system in which we aspire to change. Instead, our leadership is the primary carrier of culture. You are the primary carrier of culture. You are the leading change agent. You are the transformative catalyst. You are the strategic key as a leader. Now, if you don't change your point of view, if you don't change and have a transformation within you, then nothing's going to change. And I refer back to, let me just go back in my notes here, um, Winston Churchill saying, to improve is to change, but to be perfect is to change often. So it all comes down to what change are you prepared to handle yourself? And, you know, I've said, enter leadership development. At this point in time, that's where you've got to constantly be developing as a leader to bring in change. The psychologist William James suggested three, three main points. One is you must be prepared to pay the price of change. A lot of leaders do not want to pay that price. They don't want the transformation to happen within them. They know the world is changing. They know they, they know everything has to change. They know they need to, they need to see transformation happen, but they're not prepared 
to embrace it themselves. Mostly they're not prepared to pay the price because the price involves risk. It means you're going to have to be influenced and they don't want to be influenced. It means that their status quo is going to be shaken and they don't want their status quo to be shaken. They don't want it to be challenged. They don't want the mindsets to actually be shifted. They love their mindsets. They love the status quo. They, they, they feel comfortable operating within the confines of their current transactions. Secondly, he said, we must use the very first opportunity to practice a new skill. In other words, we've got to start learning. We've got to start changing our habits. And to change our habits, we've got to learn new skills. We've got to begin to transform how we apply our leadership, how we implement things. And so you've got to use the first opportunity to change and to practice your new skill. And you must, thirdly, you must keep repeating that skill. You must keep repeating that that habit or that attitude, that mindset, until it's embedded in as part of you, as part of your leadership, as part of your culture. A number of things we've got to realize when it comes to your leadership development, as you develop in this changing environment, and to become a transformative leader or a strategic leader, a strategist in your leadership, if you may, because every change agent, every, every, you know, transformative catalyst has to be strategic. And that's why we've been talking about, you know, transformative leadership, transformational leadership and how important it is and what it is. But we need to understand is that it starts with you and then we need the organization. We need the, the, the uh, company, your company, your department, whatever role you find yourself in, whether it's part or, or you know, on a, on a high level uh, area of leadership. You need to understand how important it is that you carry that transformation within you. You cannot be leading with duplicity. Because that's red and it builds in instability into everybody else. You've got to be clear. You know, somebody said one day is that if there's doubt in, in, in the pulpit, there's doubt in the pew. And that is the truth. You know, if, if there's wavering in the pulpit, there's wavering in the pew. If there's, if there's, uh, if there's duplicitousness in the pulpit, there's duplicitousness in the pew. There's instability, there's insecurity. And, and ultimately what happens is the client, the, the, the customer doesn't get served. You don't move forward. You stay stuck in your status quo. So it's highly important that we understand three things, three things here when you're developing your leadership. One is context has got to trump content. Actually, I want to pop over to another article in Forbes and... And just to give you some idea here, it says, according to the to data from the Chief Learning Officer Business Intelligence Board, nearly 95% of learning organizations either plan to increase or maintain their current investment in leadership development. Meanwhile, trainingindustry.com says that leadership training is 366 billion global industry, high growth 
organizations are focused on improving their talent and that means enhanced programs for merging leaders yet data provided by McKinsey offers a startling insight into the leadership industry most of these leadership programs fail to create desired results and what so the question he the, the article is asking is what's keeping leadership out of your organization despite the best intentions of management and management consultants to turn the tide it's interesting that half of that figure is 100, 166 billion annual spend on leadership development in the USA alone. But 74% of organizations use instructor led um, uh, leadership training and 63% use executive coaching. And yet there's still a shortfall. Yet we, we're finding just what we, we were looking at now on, on the previous. Uh, figures is that only 8% over the past decade, only 8% are strategic transformational leaders within the context of a chain, a rapidly changing environment. I mean, I'm 58 years old, turning 59 in, in a few months. And in 59 years, I can tell you, I've seen dramatic change. <laughs> Coming from sitting around a table listening to radio programs, my grandfather was Royal Navy, and so we'd all sit around the the the, uh, the table. He made sure everybody had to be at the at the dinner table, and we all had to sit around the table and listen to radio programs together. Except when the news came on, then everybody had to be quiet so he could listen to his news at seven. PM. <laughs> After that, then we could all listen to another program and then us kids would have to go to bed. And, um, and that, you know, so going from that to the first television and, and in South Africa, <laughs> it was all animal programs. The first, it was like Discovery Channel. I don't even think there was Discovery Channel at that point in time, but we had these animal programs and and we had to listen to the national anthem at the end of the day. Uh, I don't know if anybody <laughs> remembers those days, but we had to, that's that was our you know our progression, black and white television. And then we went to color, and then now we don't even watch television. We watch uh, you know Amazon Prime and Netflix and YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. I mean, where was YouTube a couple of years ago? And and Facebook and and all these things. You know, it's just like all this stuff is happening and. I, I, to keep up with marketing, I'm listening to webinars and, and uh, people speaking, YouTube videos, and it's changing all the time, changing all the time. So as a strategic leader, you've got to get context above trumping your, just content. You've got to begin to uh, implement, implement, implementation. I spoke uh, an earlier um, episode talking about strategic, and not, uh, not strategic, I, I, I was talking about the strategy of one, a leader's strategy of one. It's taking one thing and implementing it, taking one thing, implementing it, and implementing it until it's embedded in your behavior or in your thinking processes. We need a change. We, we've, we've got to work with the change, right? Secondly, you need more application and implementation than information. You, Sitting in a classroom style where somebody is just feeding you their information all the time and, you know, this leader, that leader, 
To be honest with you, you know what? What I, I use quotes because it's little principles that are involved. But to listen to somebody's leadership style from from 1924 doesn't really, you know, the the principles apply. But listening to you know 500 things that in their life story, etc., doesn't really help you where you are. It doesn't give you context. It doesn't give you implementation within the context. You've got to be able to take something strategy, work with, with, with others who are in a similar kind of situation, talk about it, see how you can implement it, get encouragement, you know, go in, implement it, come back, feedback, go back, implement it, come back, feedback, and constantly be working until that thing is embedded and you start moving to high performance. Number three is measuring the change. You've got to measure change in, your, in yourself. If it, you don't measure change, it doesn't get done. So what I do in, in my leadership academies is I would, I, what I do is I measure. So the same, the same leadership dashboard, the same um, uh, leadership dashboard, the same assessment with the eight essential leadership qualities, I take that and I use that to measure. And we measure, measure, measure results as, as you progress and move through the development of your leadership and implementation strategy, implementation strategy, implementation change, because that's when you move towards high performance. All right. So my time is up, gone way over time, but I really wanted to share this with you this week. Somebody said this, everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. I, I hope that you know, you just make that commitment and say, I'm going to move towards change. I'm going to move towards high performance. I'm not going to be left behind. I'm not going to be a dinosaur in my leadership. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to be a strategic transformational leader globally. <laughs> That's what it takes. That's what you, how you got to see it. Don't think of your little department. Think of the global picture. You've got to be a, a far more visionary than you are right now. All right. So thank you for listening. Hey, hop over, send me a message. If you want to talk about your leadership, your assessment, let's hop on a call. Let's talk about it. Let's find the strategies you can implement to uh, see you become the kind of leader that the world needs, that your company needs, that your organization needs, that your business needs, that your market needs right now. Talk to me. Let's let Sean get on a call with you and let's talk about your leadership. All right. So thank you for listening. Have a super, super weekend. Until next time, this is Sean saying it's over and out. <laughs>